It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what? We give you such great content. We've had everyone on here from Michael B. Jordan to Ava DuVernay. My, we, Michelle. Michelle Yo. Yes. We've discovered Henry Golden. <laughs> We've had Oscar winners. We've had Oscar winners. Emmy winners. Emmy winners. <laughs> Tony winners. Golden Globe winners. The it's least you could the do. The least you could do. There's a rating system. And we would love for you just to click on five stars for us. <laughs> and leave a comment. Only if they're nice, Nice though. comments Nice only. comment. And you know... You know, we're very fragile. No, I'm just we're very fragile. We're journalists, so we're fragile. <laughs> but yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Rate us five stars. Tell your friends yeah. about this show. Exactly. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Recommend it you to know, everybody. Sit down with your parents. Listen to this over dinner while you're eating food. <laughs> you eat dinner. But yeah, please rate us. Give us five stars and leave us a comment or two. It would be very much appreciated. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's new Hollywood podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. Thank you for tuning in. This week, we have the lovely and gorgeous Angelica Ross on our podcast. And we have our first canine guest. She actually bought her little doggy, who I think she just uh, adopted or purchased uh, whose name is Hammer, and you will see why when you listen to the episode. Anyways, Angelica Ross is a, the star of Pose. Or who, she starred on Pose as the ferocious and salty and sassy Candy Ferocity. And she also stars in AHS, Ameri- American Horror Story 1984. And she this makes her the first trans woman to secure two series regular roles. So she made history. Anyways, she is a fantastic guest, and we were so happy to have her. Um, We have a couple of more episodes left for the rest of the year, so please stay tuned. We have a couple special things happening in January. We'll keep you updated on those. But in the meantime, listen to this wonderful episode of Deadline's new Hollywood podcast with the lovely Angelica Ross. Thanks. Angelica, thank you for joining us on Deadline's new Hollywood podcast. 
Thank you for bringing Hammer to. Is this yeah. Hammer's first podcast? Yes. This is Hammer's first podcast, and this is Hammer <laughs> is named after the infamous Candy Ferocity's Hammer. <gasps> oh, I was gonna yes. ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask MC Hammer, but then no, yeah. no sense. Candy um, always had her hammers, so now I always have my. Hammer. Oh my gosh, you guys! Hammer is a dog, like, by the way. Just yeah. just to clarify, <laughs> wait, wait, a very what, cute what dog. What kind of dog? He's a chihuahua mix. I'm not sure exactly what mix with because I just rescued oh, him. Oh, he's a rescue. He looks like he's, yeah. look at him. He's like putting his paw over his face like he's like kind of modest. Yeah. yeah. He's just the most adorable and sweetest dog. And I think it was so meant to be because his owner gave him up on like a Friday. And Aww. I came in the next Saturday on that like, morning, the next day and got him. He's so good, Oh, my too. God. It makes me want to get a dog. I know. Yes. I'm definitely getting a dog. Do not no, rescue dogs. all the way. By those Rescue all the way, that, you know. But listen, <laughs> the best receipt you can ever get is a receipt from adoption. <laughs> yeah, no. Seriously. Look at him; he looks like he's over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hammer, we'll get you out here as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your your journey into Hollywood is qu- is quite the story. Um, so I just want to start by asking: Was acting and performing always in the cards for you? And if not, when did that? When did you? When were you sort of bit by the by the performance? Acting bug? has always been in the cards mm. i think it was pre it just it's one of those things that was just predestined mm. um when i i just remember my first play i believe was snow white and the seven doors i think that was my first play which was first grade i know that was first grade but i can't remember <laughs> i could have been i think i might have been a star in some kindergarten mm. um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, who did you play in this i was sleepy production? oh okay. yes I was, I was so good at it <laughs> From that point on, I did so many school musicals, and mm-hmm. then I was in every single school choir. Mm-hmm. I was in the chorales, um, learned okay. to um, sight read, and mm-hmm. um, you know oh, did the I, jazz I did choirs too. and church choirs. Mm-hmm. And then I would do. Then I moved into community theater mm-hmm. in Racine, Wisconsin, and they had this thing called uh, the Racine Kid Players. Mm-hmm. So you had to be like a certain age in the kid players, and then they had Racine Youth Players for when you aged out of the kids group. Mm. And so for a good 11 plus 12 so years, I did musical theater and like learned to tap dance and do wow. all of that. Yes. Yes. So you were a triple threat. <laughs> oh, definitely. <Yes. laughs> oh, definitely. You were getting that triple threat energy going yes. on. So like, what were the early days of like Hollywood like for you? The early Hollywood days. <laughs> um, well, the early Hollywood days, I would have to say were very much me being in stealth mm-hmm. and so meaning what for those listening that don't know what that means like stealth is when someone is tr- transitions and is trans and they basically have the privilege of not telling anyone that mm-hmm. they're trans and so no mm-hmm. one in their life knows they're just in stealth mode no one knows that they're trans mm-hmm. and so i auditioned and i had an agent in florida for a while in the early years and i was doing a lot of runways um modeling i was doing i was on the cover of like a jewelry mag jewelry catalog in mm-hmm. florida mm-hmm. i would do like diet soup commercials okay diet soup. Um, <laughs> diet right soup. yes uh and then little reality tv show appearances you know here and there and then um i started doing extra work mm-hmm. and that's where it got really interesting because I really tried to talk to a lot of the extras who are on set with us, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. on Pose mm-hmm. or anything else, because um, a lot of times folks don't understand how long the process of being an overnight success is. Mm, of course, yeah. Um, and so they think that they're just going to walk into a room, be discovered, and it's mm-hmm, going to be on it. and popping. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it is. Um, I've been on CSI, I think Miami, 
um, South, the show called South Beach when uh, J-Lo was executive producing this mm. uh, show called South Beach on the CW. Oh, was, I remember that show. Oh, yes. <laughs> was, was, no, no, no. That wasn't the one with Zac Efron. Uh, Jet Jackson. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was um, the star of that show. Jet, uh, what's his, uh, shoot, what's his name? Lee Thompson Young, right? That's I his think name. That's yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So, R. you R. know, I did a lot of behind-the-scenes work mm-hmm. um, and really was really insecure most of the time mm. because I – you know, Miami especially a lot. That's where I got a lot of, I cut my teeth a lot in the business. And Miami has a lot of beautiful women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of thick, beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a thin stick, <laughs> you know, and it could start a fire if I walk too fast oh, kind of situation. And so going to the auditions that I went to, um, I just always felt like I was going to be found out mm. or just always felt insecure next to the other women. Mm. Um, it wasn't until I did a web series called Her Story. Yeah. Um, that was a YouTube series, and we ended up getting nominated for an mm-hmm. Emmy, mm-hmm. where it was trans actors playing trans roles, directed by a trans person, written by trans nice. people, mm-hmm. where I finally let my guard down. What year was that? Even? This was 2016, okay. I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah so not oh, too long ago. So not yeah. too long ago. So this, that's when I think the mainstream Hollywood finally started to take sort of attention mm-hmm. um, I remember Kerry Washington tweeting out like oh my god I love Angelica Ross and I love mm-hmm. her story and I'm like what is happening mm-hmm. here you know <laughs> so that that was the early you know uh, it's just not being sure because it wasn't okay to be out in trans mm-hmm. um, you didn't know uh what opportunities were going to be available, how you were going to be pigeonholed or worse. Mm. So I just kept that very close and, and oh my to my goodness. chest until it was... For, was her story the, the first time you felt like you can be... That's crazy. Her story first was three. the first one. I, I just remember... Um, I just know as an actor, like, you need to be able to drop all of your defenses right. and kind of just act. And I couldn't do that if I was thinking, like, is the director seeing something yeah. like, too close oh, in the God. camera? Like, yeah. am I giving something away? Mm-hmm, you know, do mm-hmm. I sound my voice too deep? Or, you know, just all these different things that I would think. Um, and so in her story, I just, it was just a blessing. That was the first time to be able to let my guard down. And then when I got posed then Candy was, I just let have. Every trans girl that I knew that was just from the hood that was ready to (laughs) throw a brick anytime somebody says something halfway crazy, that Candy was dedicated to her. Yeah, yeah, well, well, speaking of Candy, um, you know, when Pose came along, when they announced that cast, it was groundbreaking. It was like, amazing for, uh, an amazing win for, like it hadn't even come out yet and it was already a win, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but when you signed on, I mean, of course you're excited. It's like Ryan Murphy, but did you also have any apprehensions in like, cause also, you know, you're going to be the face of this community or you're going to be one of the faces mm-hmm, of this community. Mm-hmm. And also narrative wise, how, like, how did you deal with your apprehensions if you did have any? Um, so I did have some apprehensions, but they weren't what, uh, I think people normally were thinking. Cause I think. When I looked on the internet, you know, and I saw the sort of feedback in the comments that were coming back as the show was being premiered, Mm -hmm. some people were like, okay, Ryan Murphy um, Mm -hmm. with LGBTQ content. Mm -hmm. Like, well, not LGBTQ specifically, with trans Trans, content specifically, because, you know, in the past, no one has been great with trans representation, Mm -hmm. you know, including Ryan Murphy when it was on Nip Tuck, you know, and things like that, or just different examples. Um, However, I knew... um, I just knew that Ryan Murphy wanted to do things right, and I think that it was very clear in the um, sort of hiring choices he made 
from the consultants to the writers, the directors, yeah. like from top to bottom, he included the community. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just having people of color in the writing room and the makeup trailer, just at all facets of it. So I immediately sort of relaxed into the situation. Um, the only sort of reservations I did have at first was I did not want to uh, I turned down the audition a couple of times. Oh mm. wow. How many times? <laughs> like, they come, they're like oh girl we need you. Like, yeah. like several times. Oh it my was, gosh. It was Why? really interesting because they were auditioning over a course of months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they wanted to make sure I think that so many people got an opportunity yeah. even those who weren't really had the acting experience mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. so many people from the community had a chance to audition. So for months the auditions were open and I just kept passing it to other girls mm -hmm. be like girl you should go do this you should go do this mm -hmm. but the two roles that they were auditioning for were Electra and Blanca okay and I just didn't feel like it was time for me to mm. play oh. uh, Electra as mature as Electra is I didn't want to go there yet mm. and uh, with um, Blanca, Blanca, you know, it was described as a Latina trans woman, and I just didn't feel like I fit that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I was like, okay, well, this is not for me. And I just remember um, I used to, because I started doing acting a lot of that in, well, I didn't start, but because I did a lot of acting in Florida, I had a what we would call a cattle call agent mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Florida. So it's just like they send everybody to mm -hmm. all the things. So it just happened to be that after some years, her, their information was still on my, um, I think IMDb yeah, yeah, as yeah. like my contact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they, someone contacted this agency in Florida to get me to audition for Pose. Mm -hmm. And so my management was like, no, um, we have an, we're bringing you to Buckwald Agency and they are already working on you um, to audition mm -hmm, for this. Mm -hmm. And so then I get a call from another agent mm -hmm. who I, is not my agent, someone I barely know, and they're like, I think you should audition for this show, um, and I'll take twenty percent. And I was what? like, "Wait, okay, okay." I was like, um, "I don't know what kind of new fool you think I am, um, right. but I am not Boo Boo. <laughs> I don't know Boo Boo the fool, right. but she I'm, is not me. So I don't know this man. I don't know. I'm sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. So he tried to get me, and I I knew something was up because I started getting a push from so many avenues to wow, do this audition. Yeah. And so finally my agent and Buckwall, they were like, look, listen, we want you to do a self-tape in our office. So I self-taped mm -hmm. and I got the call back from the self-tape. But it was just for like a general role or like... Was it, it was specific? just for a general... Um, I read for Blanca. Okay. okay. I read for Blanca, but what it was was that they were using those two roles mm -hmm. to oh, flesh out who else they wanted in the house. Ooh, nice. So I didn't know that. So yeah. basically when Ryan Murphy met me, that's when he created Candy. Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that was created <laughs> after meeting me, yes. Candy. Well, like, did you expect Candy to become such a fan favorite? Mm. I did not. I, you know, I, I mean, mean, she's like we love to hate her, but it was she was like the Alexis, you know, from Dynasty. Yes, you know, yeah. honestly, no one knew what was going on. I think, <laughs> you know, starting the show, no one knew where it was going. Mm -hmm. It was just this new show. I don't know if the writers knew exactly where it was fully <laughs> yeah. going, especially yeah, yeah. since these other two characters in the house weren't necessarily thought of ahead of time. Mm -hmm. It was like we just knew there were other people in the house. Mm -hmm. When I showed up, and this is why I stress to people who ask me for advice, mm -hmm. I stress 
there is no such thing as small parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Only of small course. actors. Because there are people who are very small actors, and they do not understand how to make the most out of any uh, a moment. Mm-hmm. I made the most. Yeah. No, you did. Every yes. single you like... moment. <laughs> but it's like she stood out so much. And she immediately, I, I want to say from episode, uh, from the pilot, Thank you. You're like I was like, oh, we're gonna hate her. Well, you know, from the, from <laughs> the pilot, uh, Ryan Murphy was giving me um, sort of the freedom to ad lib. Mm-hmm. So I believe the first line I have where I call Blanca a crossdresser, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, because he's like, Angelica, come up with something mean, and you know, and I, and that line literally comes from Community. Yeah, I, that struggle, that the that mm-hmm. context around mm-hmm. that whole thing. That, that term shade. is like yes. so it's, toxic. It's loaded. Almost, yeah. It's yeah. Right. toxic yeah. and it's loaded. And it we needed to show how this is not just the best examples of the community. Right. You know, you can, these are yeah. the girls from the margins. Mm, 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 and they don't always say things politically mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so, you know, she went on a journey, and, like, spoiler alert, yes. but you guys, if you guys haven't watched I mean, it already. Now, <laughs> yeah, 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 girl. yeah, We don't see her girl. It's in the UK now, girl. Yeah. It's oh, in the UK. Yeah, so yeah. once it reaches the UK, all bets are off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but, so, like, I remember, I did interview Ryan and Janet about your character yeah. uh, and that one episode where she dies off. And when I, what when she say? gets, she go, <laughs> so like, well, I, I asked like, what kind of conversation do you have? But I was watching it and I was like, this can't be real. Like mm. I was watching it and I was like, this is, she's going to pop up and be like, I'm still alive, bitches. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but it was real. And it's like, oh, cause it seemed, cause it's such a heightened reality. Yes. So you, you think that this was just going to be all this farce, but Candy did get murdered. But what was the conversation behind that? Because we are constantly seeing, especially with trans women of color, mm-hmm. these narratives that it's a kill your gays, kill your queer uh, community folks. But how did you, Janet and Ryan, just balance that conversation? Like, what did you do to make sure that it didn't fall into those traps? Well, I I think that this conversation happened in stages and layers where, I mean, obviously I wasn't involved in the initial parts of the conversation because this is something I think that got born in the writing room. Yeah. And I believe that they wanted to, uh, with the second season, the first season was sort of like rose-colored glasses Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. of the community. Mm -hmm. And you did see some of the struggle, but really so many people were so tense and had so much anxiety watching season one because they kept waiting for the moment that one of us was going to die. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were like, if this is what if the if show it's is queer. about, yeah, it's right. somebody dying, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, Ryan, we didn't really want to have that happen in the first season. Come second season, I believe, you know, they knew that this needed to happen. Then mm-hmm. the answer came, the question came, who? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I as far as what I've heard, you know, the suggestion came from Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, that it'd be me. And I he wanted to make sure that the audience um, had enough of a fondness for the character, even that so much that someone that even if that's annoying or that you might have a love hate, but mm-hmm. you still would feel some kind exactly. of way yeah. if something happened to that yeah. person. Um, so they then called, he called me, and when he told me um, what was going to happen, I was uh, shocked, mm-hmm. and I. Um, I had so many uh, different emotions going through my body, but um, mostly I was really stifled mm-hmm. because I wanted to 
um, sort of object a little bit, mm -hmm. but the way that I am, the way that I'm very, um, um, someone who has uh, introspector, mm -hmm. you know, just, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so whenever a question comes up, like sort of my intuition sort of automatically answers, or, you know, it's this thing. And so I want to object, but each time I wanted to object, you know, my, my mind was saying, but what about any of the other girls? Like, mm -hmm. so I'm like, why me? And, and then my brain will be like, well, why, uh, you know, and so it just, every objection that I could ever come up with, and it was, just, then it came down to why not me? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then that is the question that, unfortunately, you know, we, where we're at right now, and, and I hope that the show starts to illustrate, but, because all trans people right now um, have the unfortunate feeling that, um, well, I know a lot of trans people, especially trans women of color, have the unfortunate feeling of, could I be next? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and unfortunately, as a collective culture, I think we do need to be in a mindset of thinking, why not me? when it comes to all that is happening right, right now. Mm -hmm. When it comes to immigration issues, when it comes to oh. you know uh, police brutality, yeah. when it comes to, I mean, you got a woman who was playing video games with right. her nephew yeah, in, in, her and, yeah. in her own home. In her yeah. own yeah. home. Yeah. So why not me? Right. Why couldn't this kind of uh, tragedy be at my front door? Why, just because I'm not trans? Mm. I might have a family member that I don't know yet that is going to come out as trans or that has been living part-time as trans because they don't have the courage yet to tell us that they're trans. Yeah. And because they're in that struggle alone, they might end up facing violence right. and, and, and those you know very dramatic uh, consequences in the street. And so we have to collectively start to ask the question, why not me? Why not us? Why not here? Yeah. Why couldn't this happen here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like with with that when I was when I did talk to, uh, I told Janet I was like, oh, I didn't want her to die because she had so much story to tell. Mm. And then Janet was all, that's exactly why, you know. Yeah. We had to kill her off Absolutely. because so many people, whether it be trans women of color or anyone's from the margins, who do get killed um, unlawfully they have so much story to tell and we can't hear their stories anymore. And you know what's 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 sort of interesting about that moment is that when we were filming the funeral scenes um, and that was quite a day. Mm -hmm. It was just like a long day of just lots of crying. Mm -hmm. And also with your parents. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yes, I know. And that, luckily with the parents scene, we only did that like once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, it was just something that was so raw yeah. that the emotions were there. Mm -hmm. um, but it was something where with my community, you know, because I am visible, because I'm an advocate, because I've been on the ground before I got famous, before all this stuff, I founded trans tech social enterprises yeah. to help uh, folks like learn tech skills yeah, yeah. and get jobs. I've done a lot of things. And so that communicates to a lot of people that I that I'm more accessible than I'm really am. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people are messaging me, whether yeah. it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, and when a trans woman of color dies or looking for me to say something or me yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, and and while I was filming this I had nothing left. Mm -hmm. I had nothing else to give but what I was giving to Candy's story. Mm -hmm. And so I felt 
um, these mixed feelings that I I felt terrible that I was not available to my community because yeah. folks were fe- also being like, why aren't you of saying course. something? Yeah. You should yeah. be doing this. And y'all, you with, now you just a celebrity and all. And it's like, no, but I'm putting all I have right now into the story so that it has the effect that we it, want it yeah. to have. Mm. To go across. Which is saying a lot in, its, in itself. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so, and then, and then you have this kind of split story where Candy's story ends and like you said, she has so much more stories, so much that could have happened. Yeah. But we get to see so much more mm-hmm. in Angelica Ross. Mm-hmm. Meaning we get to see this black trans woman live and get her flowers oh. while mm-hmm. she's living. Right. Yeah. But we haven't seen the loss of Candy. <laughs> 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 I don't think, I mean, I feel like I mean, the writers <laughs> are cooking up right now. How yeah. do we bring Candy back season three? And we're seeing Angelica Ross in American Horror Story now. Yes. So was that, was that always... Was that were you in talks to do American Horror Story while you were doing Pose from the beginning? Okay, so, oh, so you <laughs> so had you, that. So you had that. I had that bag that cool. secured. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So what? Was, how was it like for you, sort of sw- switching gears? Because they're both very like sort of genre driven, yes. but two different genres. Yeah. Yes. So how was it like doing it transitioning? Was very different. Um, I realize. You know, you just live and you learn. And one thing, I learned so much from this job. And that's one thing I can always say is that I'm constantly learning. It was one of the most difficult jobs of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the night filming, the hours. Um, On this show, my role was a lot bigger than Mm -hmm. um, Candy's role on Pose. And so I was there every day. Mm -hmm. And I was working 18 hours or, you know, how many hours every day. So that was a lot to get used to. Um... I would also say, in the beginning, I didn't realize, and and I would always say, trust your instincts, especially when when they work for you, when you're very in tune with yourself. On Pose, they let me do a lot of ad-libbing, and I just made up a lot of things as I went along. Mm -hmm. On American Horror Story, I stuck to the script. Yeah. But then realized kind of later on that they kind of were almost expecting me sometimes to to do a little bit of ad living. Mm -hmm. So I did sort of uh, towards the end. But it just taught me how to, you know, scream and do different Mm -hmm. things. I was was scared. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) What is my scream going to sound like? I don't even know. And then I was on set and I was getting some coffee. And I burned my hand. And then you screamed. And I screamed <laughs> and so loud. And they were all there. They were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, great. So now you just have to burn your hand. Right. There you go. Now I got, now, 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 you now know. I yeah. have it so down packed yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was screaming the entire season. <laughs> yeah. were, you, were you a horror fan before? No. Or, okay. oh, are you a scaredy cat? I'm a scaredy I, yeah. cat. I will say that just before this, though, I did become a huge fan of American Horror Story yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But it was because my girlfriend, Amaya Scott, mm-hmm. um, who played is cotton oh, and I'm star. sorry, yeah. yeah. She's a huge American Horror Story fan, and so I would go over to her house. We both lived in Atlanta, and I would go over to her house, and she was like, girl, you got to start, you know, well, okay, we'll start with Coven, you yeah, know, because we yeah. start with Murder <laughs> House, and I hit play, and then, like, the the letters came on the screen mm-hmm. with a noise, and I said, nope, this is <laughs> You're all not, like, not no. having it. Just the letters and a noise. Well, yeah, no, yeah, the, like, the, no, the intro credits to all... Yeah, installments yeah. are freaky. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. Yes. I mean that show. Yeah, that but show. Was, once was I started hard. with Coven, and that was my season. That that dragged me. In. Okay, yeah. love okay. Coven. Um, and so obviously, you made history as being the first trans actress to be a series regular on two different shows. Nice. How do you how do you sort of process that, and what does that what does that mean to you? Um. Okay. So to be honest, I don't 
process any of that Ooh. first okay. mm -hmm. to do X, Y, and Z. I honestly, to be really honest, could care less about being the first to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a rap lyric that, you know, it's like something about uh, worrying about doing it first when you should be worrying about who did it best. Mm. Oh, but, who said that? Um, I think it's a Jay-Z. I was going to say, I feel like it's Jay-Z. Jay that's some Jay-Z Jay Jay uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things that um, I feel like sometimes we're, and this is cooking me in trouble, but whatever, but, like, I feel like we're in a time where people are looking for any and everything to make them stand out. Right. And look special or feel special. Of course. And, um, Sometimes, unfortunately, that's kind of what it was in the beginning when it came to being trans, mm -hmm. when when people didn't know anything about trans. It was the Jerry Springer, uh, Ricky Lake oh, mm -hmm. era. Mm -hmm. sort of era of me just saying that I'm trans brings all of this scandalous attention right. and mm -hmm. what's your story and what have you. Now we're living in an age where, you know, again, through my organization like Trans Tech and through other uh, movement pieces, we're saying to folks, okay, now, you know, being trans is not enough. It's not just that isn't enough, mm -hmm. oh, okay, you know, but it. not only that, that's not the most defining aspect About of your yourself, life. Yeah. Being gay, being trans, yeah. being bi should not be the most defining thing. When I, actually, me being trans is probably the most boring thing about like oh well no I, I gotta say I got some adventures so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have some adventures but it's just to say that um, all these titles and labels you know I'm from the I, 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 I when Eckhart Tolle came out with his books A New Earth and um, The Power of Now and all these different things like I just I would love to spread what I learned in those books like mm -hmm. far and wide because you know he talks about how we get trapped in the uh, we get trapped in these labels mm -hmm. and then we're living up to a role or what this label or role says I should be and do right. that's even with folks who who come out as gay who I found out a lot of my gay brothers who come out are realizing they aren't gay there may be pansexual yeah. mm -hmm. there might be bisexual but what they were running from was straight mm -hmm. they were running from a label mm -hmm. that didn't fit them and only to trap themselves into another label that, that kind of yeah. confined them right. so I think that we really have to work towards these finding these words and having this language that brings us together across yeah. continents finding these terms and things that help us come closer but not relying on those things to give us a free pass to say, now I know who you are right. and what you're about. Oh, yeah, you, that's true. That was that's the best. Because I don't. <laughs> the only way I'll know that is through the time spent yeah. Yeah. experiencing you. Right, yeah. right. Well, you, you, you kind of talked about this a little bit already. Um, you know, you are in this position where you, you are, you know, this advocate. Um, but now, do you feel some sort of pressure, responsibility? I know you talked about, like, labels, but... This 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 undying this thing where you're kind of automatically put in, you're in the spotlight you're automatically put in this position where people are all eyes are on you especially the trans community yeah. trans women mm -hmm. of color but do you feel this responsibility to be this advocate and give even more than you were before and give more opportunities to people and kind of letting the ladder down so yes. to speak mm -hmm. yeah always yeah. and the reason why I say that is because. Um, because of the conversation around privilege, mm -hmm. um, 
if I could say one thing that everyone, no matter how they identify, needs to understand and learn, is that if you hold life in your body, you hold privilege. And you need to develop a conversation around owning your privilege mm-hmm. as well as how to uh, uh, expand mm-hmm. your privilege. So for me, starting out, um, there's a lot of marginalization I experienced as a black person, just being black. Then being black and trans, on top of that, that's more marginalization that I experienced. Mm-hmm. But I can see. Mm-hmm. But I can hear. Yeah. But I can walk. Mm. There's a lot of privilege I hold over other people who yeah. don't have those privileges. So for me, I also have experienced what we call cis-assuming privilege, mm-hmm. which means that people assume I'm not trans. Mm-hmm. So I can go to the bathroom. I've n- I pretty much haven't had too much problem getting a job Mm -hmm. until maybe they get down to my id before Mm -hmm. that was all fixed Mm -hmm. so i have a lot of privilege there and the reality is is i was uh maybe 10 years ago 2003 ish um i was engaged to be married um i was in a relationship for about eight years and i decided to break it off with him because i was living stealth i was living in a bubble of privilege and i realized um to whom much is given much is expected right. and that I was given so much and that if I chose to actually wage my privilege in this world that I could do a lot with that mm. I and and what I'm hoping to teach other people is how to wager how to gamble when you don't come from a financial background mm-hmm. when you've got your own time mm-hmm. when you've got your own sweat and blood to be able to put onto the table mm. oh my gosh that's dollops of knowledge, yeah, seriously, <laughs> are being yeah. dropped on us like Daisy Sour. Right, <laughs> I've never even thought about it like that. That yeah. was such a good point. Um, oh gosh, that was great. Anyways, <laughs> so just to wrap up um, this portion, this of portion the, of segment, this segment before we get into uh, the, the physical this, activity, <laughs> right? Um, what? So what do you have? What next do you have coming up that you can talk about? And is there something that you haven't done that you are really wanting to do? Well, I will say what I haven't done yet that I really want to do is a lot more action. Mm, I want to be in some superhero movies, Mm -hmm. but also actually I want to be about that Jackie Chan life. You understand what I'm saying? I want to be doing stunts. Like, because I did most of my stunts on American Horror Story. Okay. Okay. You know, with my stunt doubles, I'm sorry, y'all. I had (laughs) y'all sitting for so much, but, you know, for most of the stunts. I love it. Um, I want to get my body into, you know, get even more excuse to sort of keep my body in shape. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, that's what I want to do. I want to do action, um, fighting, um, superhero-type roles. Whether I'm playing cis or trans mm-hmm. is not really um, important to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to eventually have maybe an openly trans superhero, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, we have Natalie Maines, I believe, on um, Supergirl. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, um, but also, like, I'm on American Horror Story, and I play a, a just – a tr- woman who's not trans yeah. mm-hmm. or at least if she is it's not important to the story right right yeah, you know so yeah. i would want to do that um as far as upcoming things you could break it break the news here <laughs> yeah you know, i mean all I, they're actually this this it's i just wrapped on american horror story so nothing is for sure okay but okay. i just know that my phone is ringing yeah. off the are you gonna take a vacation <laughs> 
I'm looking. I'm hoping to go to Africa in December. <gasps> yeah. What part? Yeah, going. So I'm going. Um, yeah. my, me and my assistant. I'm gonna uh, basically. I want to go for personal reasons, but at the same time, I'm going to do a documentary, Ooh. and I want to visit uh, LGBTQ organizations uh, throughout Africa. Mm. So I'm hoping to go like through Cape Town, yeah, uh, Johannesburg, maybe. Um, the deal is, is that there's some other places, and there's been some online conversation about this where we. I'm very well aware of the kill gays bill in Uganda and I'm very well aware of how the United States plays a part yeah. in mm-hmm. sort of lighting that fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I have had some folks sort of warn me about going to that area, but I've also had local Ugandan um, activists who have said like, no, don't believe the hype. Um, yes, it, you know, we have the situation, but, yeah. um, there are pockets, there are, you right. know, there are it's ways not that as you can, bad as people, as, as they say, portray, you know, yeah, so, yeah. I'm definitely not going there blind. Mm-hmm, I'm going mm-hmm. to be doing a lot of research and talking to a lot of people on the ground there, but I am so excited oh to visit God. Africa. Yes. Oh, well, I, yeah, I won't be there for her. <laughs> <laughs> You're just there for family. family. Yeah. Family's in Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. So. Oh Wait, okay, so are, are you a comic book nerd or like superhero person? Who is there a superhero you want to play? Um. Well... <sighs> I mean, there is there is one, and I Misty. Uh, I think it's Misty Knight. Um, okay. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, from yes. Uh, from the uh, uh, Luke Cage. Yes. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So there there is there is one, um, and there's been a few black superheroes that I've seen. Just I feel like the ones I really would like to discover the ones who've been there a while that just haven't had their yeah. spotlight yeah. yet. They haven't had their show. They yeah. haven't had you know. There's so we, many. We, we all know like Marvel has like millions. Yeah. Even DC has. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be interested too to see. I would love to see some collaboration with like Marvel or DC where they bring in someone like uh, I know like a Cat Black. Um, Cat Black is this uh, black trans woman illustrator um, mm-hmm. who does a lot of like amazing comic stuff and just uh, animation type stuff. But just, I would love to see someone make the effort to bring in trans creators yeah. to help create the next trans superhero. Yeah, and so nice. not just have this thing where it's an indie effort at creating this thing, yeah, but, but it's where like, it's like a collaboration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we're going to uh, now wrap it up with a section we like to call Facts. The Facts. FAQs. Um, So these are just random, random ass questions. Fun. Sometimes fun. Sometimes intrusive. (laughs) No, that's right. Okay, so since you're on American Horror Story, what was the first horror movie that kept you up at night? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the very really? First one? <laughs> yes. I mean that that you couldn't go to sleep. No, yeah. I mean, I, oh, that's I, true. You can't go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I, I I felt the same way. And I remember Johnny Depp was in the very first one. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, well, I don't know what kept bringing me back each time. Like, no, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. I don't really do horror, but something about those Wes Craven. You know, Wes Craven too. What I love about horror, my favorite thing about certain horror is the comedy. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. funny, yeah. then uh, you can get me in. <laughs> scream like scream the, all of those. Oh, I, I love. love. Yeah. I, 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 love. Oh, yeah, I still have so the Scream trilogy on VHS. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so in Pose, you do a lip sync to Stephanie's Mill. Stephanie Mills never knew love like this before. Yep. What is your go-to karaoke 
song or what would be the theme song of your life if you could choose that? Oh, wow. Or it could be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you don't karaoke. (laughs) Okay, so I think my go-to karaoke song is More Than Words by Extreme. Good one. Yes, that's my go-to karaoke song. Um, A song that would be the score to my life. Jeez, there's... you know, honestly, right now I'll just update it because mm. I, I don't. I know that I've had one. Yeah, so, yeah, so right now, the most recent I would say is "Bigger" by Beyonce. Ooh. Anything by You're Beyonce. You're part of something. Yeah, really yeah. Not just a speck oh, in the universe. That's a good yes, that is good. That yeah. is good. Um, okay, here's a here's a scenario. FX contacts you, right? Mm-hmm. They say, "Hey, we want to make a Candy Ferocity prequel." Mm-hmm. <laughs> who do you get to play you? <laughs> like, who do I get to play me? Yeah. First of all, I would say, how much is my check? <laughs> okay, now that we've got get, your, get your EP Business credit on handle. there. <laughs> okay, so now who would play me? And you know, or the prequel. You know, um, there is a gender fluid sort of like non-binary person that um, does a lot of host work for Slay TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, um, Eddie Jarrell, I think, believe. Okay. And I, I believe, because that's the only name that I know them by um, in social media or whatnot. But they just, I don't know, they just, rem- they remind me of the sass, but also just the bony ferocity. <laughs> I, I, I hope she hears that in all the loveliness, you know, and all her boniness yeah. and her skinniness. But, like, I've been a skinny girl Especially before Candy got a lot of um, flack for her body mm-hmm. and that she wasn't woman enough. And I mm-hmm. had that same experience most of my life as trans mm-hmm. where before I went through a lot of the surgeries and the different things that I did, I was more muscular, had a six pack and different things. And so like being skinny as well, they always say uh, if you're like a black trans woman or an Asian trans woman or a white trans woman or whichever culture you come from, this interesting thing where your community is able to clock you quicker than someone outside of your community Mm -hmm. and part of that i think comes from like let's say with black women we might be a little bit thicker you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and so having these knock knees skinny boys like sometimes like or you know early transitioning trans folks like that's as i was i was getting clocked all the time um but you know like even when i went to miami i had a really uh interesting situation where I just got clocked in Miami after filming Claws, and they kept calling me a man as I was walking down the beach. And I think it's just because, like, all the women in Miami were just so voluptuous, and I was just a stick at the point, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's the same thing with Africans. (laughs) Like, it's like, if you're you're not thick, actually, they think you're poor, because they think you can't afford food. So a lot of times, like, if they see a smaller person, they assume that you're you're impoverished. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, Maybe I was for a while. (laughs) It was was hard to pay rent and put food on the table. But it's like, the, the Africans or even like black women, we do that a lot to ourselves too. Yeah. Like we, we're quick to point out, like this is not the typical way that we look. But it's like we, it's weird because we, I mean, we come in, but we come in all shapes, all shapes and sizes. And sizes. Exactly. Um, so this one is a would you rather? Mm. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Hard <laughs> questions here. <laughs> I like your expression. Yes, <laughs> I would say lose the ability to speak. Mm. Because what I have learned is that silence speaks. It's very true. true. And I've learned how to speak less Uh um, and make so that when I do speak, 
um, that it, it's powerful. So I think that if I lost the ability to speak, I if I could read, as long as I could continue to improve my comprehension right. of the world around me, I could find other ways to communicate. That's very good. That's very good. Point. Good. That's I'm going to say that answer. too. <laughs> that's the correct I choose, answer. I choose that answer <laughs> too. That's the correct one. You got that one right. That's your question. Um, so this is our final question. We ask this to all of our guests. You kind of kind of answered some of this already. Yeah, but, with Eddie Jarrell. Eddie yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but are there other underrepresented voices in the industry, actors, writers, producers, storytellers, creators that are not in the mainstream that you think deserve some shine? So I feel like, you know, there are folks out there like Alexandra Gray, who uh, she's oh, been yes. out there. She's on Empire right now. Mm -hmm. She's been on like Chicago Med and Cold Black and just she's been like featured in a lot of different things. Um, so just seeing those people that are constantly out there working, I'm going to say something um, slightly controversial. <laughs> <laughs> slightly controversial. Yes, we like the controversy. Mm, what is it? But Spill there, that tea. Well, there is this element of art mm -hmm. that has to be earned. Mm -hmm. And that, 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 that pushes an artist to get up and approach the canvas, to sit at the piano, to go to their studio. Um, so I think, again, we are in a place right now where people are still looking at opportunity as this, this opportunity of being discovered, mm -hmm. when it's really a process of an opportunity of discovering yourself and understanding. For me, one of the things that I've learned how to do is create spotlight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When people aren't looking at you or looking for you, how to make the spotlight come to you. Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. comes from just being diligent at working. Yeah. So I, w I, I would say, yes, I do want to see more trans people and LGBTQ people in the spotlight doing those things. But what I mostly want to see is the hard work yeah. from folks breaking through to the surface that, mm. that aren't um, cued by the sort of materialistic um, right. yes, yes, sort yes, of yes. signs yeah. of success that folks who are willing to be on a show or two and then ha not have any work and still be willing to go back to the table or they're yeah. still doing different things. Yeah, that, that's a really, really good point. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh for, and thank you, Hammer. For all the, and thank you yes, all for all these gems. Is, is Hammer sleepy? No, he's just, uh, just, just saying he's, he's so relaxed. He's so well, calm. Is he normally like this? Yes. Okay, okay. I yeah, want to yeah, yeah. talk like that. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> he is my emotional support um, um, since I don't have a man. <laughs> I have a dog and it's been amazing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, that's so funny because my sister said they, she got a dog because she has two boys and her husband. She's like, oh, it's, and it's a boy. And she's like, oh, and it's she's the only man that listens to me. <laughs> yes, yes. The only man that really loves me. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.